Welcome to A Word in Season with Dextringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. Leviticus 23:27 of the New Living Translation says, Be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the tenth day of the same month, nine days after the Festival of Trumpets. You must observe it as an official day for Holy Assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Listen as Doug shares on the importance of the holiest day in God's calendar and what it means to you. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming service. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. In today's podcast, I'd like to take a brief look at Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. This year, in 2023, It would actually be the year 5784 in the Jewish calendar. So Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, began Sunday evening at sundown, September 24th, and will go through sundown Monday, September 25th, 2023. In brief summary, remember Rosh Hashanah, this year, September 15th at sundown, was the beginning of the year 5784 in the Jewish calendar. In the Gregorian calendar, it was sundown September 15th. It was the beginning of the High Holy Days and the start of the Fall Feast season, which began with what we call Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. It also began what is called the Ten Days of Awe. It's a preparation coming into the High Holy Day of Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. In the Jewish civil calendar and the ecclesiastical calendar, Yom Kippur is considered the holiest day on God's calendar. Now, as a reminder, Rosh Hashanah is considered the first of Tishri, which is the first month of the civil year and the seventh month of the ecclesiastical year in the Hebrew calendar. So sundown, September 15th, was the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, or the new year of 5784 in the Jewish calendar, a time for new beginnings, a new era, and a new season. So Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, segued into the Ten Days of Awe in preparation for Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. You may remember that I've shared in the past that Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1 and 2 talk about the first of Tishri and the reading of the law or God's word, and it was declared to the people as a reminder of their covenant relationship. So on Tishri 1, Rosh Hashanah is the start of a new year and is observed as a form of thanksgiving and the celebration of the creation of the universe, and more specifically, the creation of Adam and Eve, God's first creation according to Hebrew culture. I was reading some commentary about Rosh Hashanah, the Ten Days of Awe, and Yom Kippur. And it's interesting that looking at some of the commentary that Rosh Hashanah makes a statement, it is written. Now we know it is written, God's word is true, it's character, nature, word, and spirit. So Rosh Hashanah has come to declare, it is written. And Yom Kippur has come to mean, it is sealed. These declarations so resonated with me. It is written, and it is sealed. When I think about the scripture says we are sealed by the spirit of adoption. And then I thought about Hebrews chapter 10. It says we can enter boldly into the holy of holies, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. We can enter boldly into the holiest of holies. We have access to the very presence of the creator of the heavens and the earth. So on this Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest day in Jewish culture, we too, as those who have been grafted in 
because of our Judeo-Christian faith and foundations, can enter into the holiest presence of God by a new and living way, which He Himself has consecrated for us through the veil. So let us draw near with a true heart, a pure heart, in full assurance of faith, it says in Hebrews chapter 10. It is written and it is sealed. When you have a moment, take some personal study time and go to Leviticus chapter 23 as it talks about the feasts of the Lord. And it goes into the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement. In fact, verse 26 of Leviticus 23 says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also the tenth day of the seventh month, which is the month of Tishri, shall be the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. Now remember the tenth day of the seventh month is the ecclesiastical month, which is still the first day of the civil year in the Jewish calendar. So it's still after Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets, 10 days of all, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the holiest of days. I like what my friend Robert Stearns of Eagle Wings Ministry says. He says, whereas Rosh Hashanah is about individual repentance, the Day of Atonement is a day atoning for the sins of a nation. Wow, this is God's holiest day of the year, he says. Robert goes on to say, biblically, one goat was sacrificed for individual sin. A second goat, the priest would lay hands on it, confessing the sins of the nation and release into the wilderness as a scapegoat. So Yom Kippur points to the redemption of the world through the blood of Christ. And again, in Jewish tradition, Yom Kippur determines whose name is written for another year in God's book of life. And by our celebrating Yom Kippur, as Christians, we give thanks not just for a year, but for all eternity through the Messiah, Jesus Christ, through His death on the cross and the shedding of His sinless blood. He said, Beloved, God is a God of perfect timing, and we're coming up on a very special season the Lord has created with very specific instruction. In fact, He says, Be careful. Robert concludes with quoting Leviticus 23, verse 27. Be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the tenth day of that same month, nine days after the Festival of Trumpets. You must observe it as an official day for holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves to present special gifts to the Lord. Now I recognize that we're no longer under the law. And Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free and be no longer entangled in the yokes of bondage. I get that. And it's important for us to know that full assurance that we write about in Hebrews chapter 10. But I'm also quite aware and cognizant of the importance that we are to be holy even as He is holy, that we should worship Him in the beauty of holiness, which is the glory due His name, or the least we can do for all He's already done for us, just because, because, because of who He is and what He's done for us. Now, you've heard me share often, holiness is not some sort of external piety, but it is the inward consecration of the heart that says, my life is not my own. God, whatever you will, your will be done, not my will be done. Jesus prayed that in the Lord's Prayer. He taught us how to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is in heaven. Not my will, but your will be done. So I recognize it's important for us to yield to His Lordship and to be the people that God's called us to be, to represent Him as ambassadors of His kingdom, ambassadors for Christ, champions for Christ. There's something so holy when we offer ourselves to the Lord. 
In fact, Romans chapter 12 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, or the least we can do. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As we declare God's word, his word works. His word is true. During this season, may we realize that God's word, it is written, and now it is sealed. We have been sealed by the spirit of adoption. Now, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 In conclusion, I want to read these verses to you. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Now he says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast that confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Wow, that is so prophetic. We're living in an awkward day. We're living in a day of trouble and distress. This is the time where we need to see the Lord's presence like never before. And we need to seek His Word and to live His Word, to study His Word, to let His Word work in and through us. He goes on to say, The just shall live by faith in verse 26 in Hebrews chapter 10. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. For anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much more punishment... Do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, or profaning the holy, in other words, and insulting the Spirit of grace? We are saved by grace. We have faith and confidence in God. We have faith assurance in Christ. But let us not live an unholy life. Let us be holy as He is holy. And this Yom Kippur, in this season, let's be reminded that we serve a holy God. And we can't serve His holiness in some sort of external piety. But it's the willingness of allowing Him the Lordship of our lives that our will not be done, but His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, but His will be done. Let us not willfully trample underfoot the Spirit of grace And consider the blood that was shed for us, this covenant relationship by the shed blood of Christ, become a common thing. So many of us at times forget the holiness of God and all that He has done and the high cost of His love for us, that we end up profaning the holiness of God. Let us offer ourselves living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto Him. Let us come before Him to be holy, even as He is holy. Let us also recognize that we can't live this life according to the flesh, but we must be led of the Spirit of God. We have seen such a falling away by even many professing to know the Lord. It's a day of trouble and distress, as Hezekiah said in Isaiah. 
when he said this is a day of trouble and distress, contemptibility, because the children are ready to come forth, but there's no strength to bring them forth. We've seen such a falling away by so many professing even to know the Lord. So many have become discouraged, allowed anxieties and stresses to overwhelm them. And yet scripture is very clear when it says that we should be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let our requests be known unto God. The days are approaching. We live in such a day. The day is now and here where there is so much contempt to the things of God. And yet circumstances and giants and obstacles do not change who God is. But God is bigger than every obstacle and every giant and every challenge along the way. And He changes circumstances. So these high holy days and Yom Kippur and the days that we're coming into, let it be a time to remind us of the importance of going deeper in the Lord and higher in consecration in the Lord. That we have so great a salvation to be grateful for. That we need to be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let our requests be known unto God. Let us remember that God's word is true. It is written. It is written. It is written. God's word is true. Let us remember to let his word wash our minds. Let us remember that the word works and that we need to declare the goodness of God and the word of God, that lives will be transformed. He is still our savior, healer, liberator, and deliverer. We are at a season where we need the manifest presence of God, the liberation of God, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit of God, so we can see lives transformed around us. Let us not be conformed to this world, but let's be transformed by the renewing of our minds and that we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is written and it is sealed. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.